let's talk about sex. So it is full-blown Christmas season, and you know I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old in my house, and so we are big into Santa. <laughs> and my wife and I have gone back and forth on this because we really don't want to get into the whole Santa deal as much. I mean, it's, it's cool because it's kind of fun watching them with the whole mystery mm-hmm. and all of that. But it falls into the category of, you know, my four-year-old put it real bluntly. Well, Santa get us everything we want, right? I'm like, oh. no, Santa will not get you everything you want. <laughs> and so my daughter came home from school right before they got out for the break with a letter that she had written to Santa at school. And it just said, Dear Santa, I want a puppy. Oh. I don't want a puppy. <laughs> so I told her, Santa's not going to bring you a puppy, honey. <laughs> but why? You know, and so then it gets into this. She can play the drama card, you know, with those eyes and the lip. And <laughs> and she's got her daddy pretty well around, his, around her finger, you know. And I'm like, ah, no, we're not getting one, honey. Because, you know, we, we had a dog for a long time. I've always been a dog person. Love dogs. But now that we've got kids, you know, our our dog, our lab, died last year and yeah. and we just have decided we're not doing another one while our kids are young just Ooh, because man. we like going around and doing things and being exactly. active and that's just another kid you got to take care of on who's going to wash the dog who's going to do this who's going to do that and it's like no if we could just not have that in our life for a while let's just go that route and so we just decided that's what we're going to do and now they are on a full court press man yeah same with my kids but we will win I am not giving in, you know. We've won this many years. Yeah. She she even said, well, when I'm a teenager and I have a job and I'm making money, I'm getting a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel bad because I, I had said when the twins were potty trained, maybe when they're potty trained, we'll get a dog. And we still haven't got one for the same reason. We travel so much. Yeah. But let's talk about this idea of getting what we want oh that's a good idea well this is sexy marriage radio let's let everybody know who they're talking to first oh yeah hey this is sexy marriage radio with dr Corey allen and gina paris don't you know we are having honest conversations about everything that happens in sex and marriage and we like to put those two together because it is our firm belief that the best sex is happening in marriage and we want to be advocates for that and raise that flag and wave it so that the whole world (laughs) hears it so if you want to find more from us please go to sexymarriageradio.com every show is there you're welcome to jump on and leave a comment you can Mm -hmm. also give us emails or feedback at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or call at 615-567-3996 nope yeah that was right i said it right 615-56 Sexy sex. And the sultry voice of Gina <laughs> Paris. So, one of the emails, topics that we get a lot. Absolutely. Is this whole idea of, I'm on a different page than my spouse. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the idea of, I've got something in mind of what I want, and my spouse is nowhere near it. Mm. You know, they're, they're not in the same universe sometimes and and we and we've talked about high desire low desire differences yeah and how that's just a fact of relationships that so 
Exactly. That there's high desire, low desire in sex, and high desire, low desire, everything that requires an opinion in your marriage. But these emails often come with two different voices. One is, how do I make my spouse understand that sex really is important? And then there's a spouse who says, you know, I have no desire. What can you do for me? And then there's the spouse who doesn't care. It's so we wish that she was listening. Or he. <laughs> or he was listening. Yeah, it, it, it can be both. I mean, sometimes you and I will go stereotypical where it seems like a lot of times the high desire is going to be the male and the low desire is going to be the female. But that's not always the case. I mean, in my practice, which isn't a huge sampling of, of the population, mm-hmm. but it's close to a 50-50 on yep. on those will be you know the woman could be the high desire just as likely as it could be the man we've said that often because that woman who is the higher desire spouse is in a especially frustrating situation because she does feel that nobody's speaking to her pain right so um that is much more common than you think we those of us in that work with sexuality a lot feel like it is probably the best kept secret is that low desire man because he's extra humiliated. Yeah. So there's no humiliation today in today's show. There's no condemnation, but we're going to give some straight talk here because there's just too much pain for what should be very, very pleasurable. Right. So let's, let's set the stage then. Let's, let's kind of give a composite of some of the emails we've gotten so we can get a real clear hypothetical that's actually probably a real person. <laughs> and we'll go with the male. <laughs> or lots of, r- lots of real people out there. Because, Absolutely. Because there is a lot of this in, that's going to be prevalent in most marriages, in, in lots of marriages, that, that this will be aspects that are present. So it's a couple. They've been married multiple, multiple years. Let's go, let's go 20, 20 plus years. Wow. Um, believers have a good foundation. There's really no... Um, affair or infidelity or abuse or straying even there's there's been no emotional infidelity it's it you know good marriage is, is pretty good marriage from everybody pretty good folks yeah from everybody in the outside looking in great marriage probably because because they, they, mm-hmm. they probably rock along with their scheduling and household work mm-hmm. and life work but the problem is when it comes to their sex life yeah the low desire not only is the low desire, but also views it as obligation, as a chore, as a, it's one more thing on the to-do list. There's no real letting themselves go. Mm-hmm. There's no real enjoying the moment and being pleasured or providing pleasure or connecting on an emotional level or an intellectual level. It's just a physical, hurry up, I got other things I got to get done. Yes. So we can speak to both sides of this because on the one hand, you've got the, we'll just go stereotypical. Let's just say the guy is the one that's, hair, that's the high desire. He's the one that wants the bigger connection. And maybe it, maybe sex started early in their marriage and this is feeding what's going on now. It's very possible sex was just on his terms early right. on. And so that kind of set the stage for just pleasure me kind of sex which to a wife would get old real fast because it's almost that propping up. It's that, okay, I'd, I'll give you sex to help you feel like more of a man, which then isn't sex, it's emotional propping up. And over time, if you, if you emotionally prop somebody up for any length of time, they become very, very unattractive. 
because they can't stand on their own two feet and feel and feel good of who they are as as a as a man as a woman as whatever so what you're saying is if i'm a wife and and my husband is not strong in himself he's not confident he's not um connecting with me from a place of strength and sex is all about just meeting his physical need he becomes very unattractive to me wouldn't that be true yes yeah, I mean, I think you have to speak to that as a woman. I can't, right. I can't answer that, but it would seem like if I have to constantly tell my wife she looks good because she is so uncertain of her own beauty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if I have to constantly shower that on her, not that I wouldn't want to do that from the better part of me, but, right. if, but if it's one of those, she's constantly, hey, do you still love me? Hey, do you still nonstop? That's that gets real old real fast. That gets real unattractive real fast. And I don't think we do that overtly. I think right. we do those things covertly in marriage. We do those little subtle things so that we know our spouse still loves us. And they're thinking about us and they're wanting us and they're all those different things. And that's kind of a natural part of who we are as humans that we, we seek validation from something outside of ourselves that's the way we were created originally we were intended to get that from god and god alone but we screwed that up years and years ago in the garden (laughs) now we seek it everywhere else and so we have to find that balance or that harmony of how can i find more of that within myself and in healthy arenas around me and not leech it from the things around me Okay, so we're just going to make that key number one to this high desire frustrated spouse. Is it if you are going to be much sexier if you find your identity in yourself and in your spiritual strength and in who you are completely separate from whether your wife is turned on by you? Right. Okay, so that's key number one because there is this frustration of saying, what do I do? My wife doesn't like she, my wife doesn't want me I'm frustrated with her I don't know what to do if I lay down an ultimatum I might not ever get sex there's no connection right so I I'm I'm stumped what do I do right because it's and I guess another way to say it is you have to honestly ask yourself what are you contributing to the situation thank you because that's that's things that happen in marriage are co-created mm-hmm. that's a fundamental belief of mine that everything that happens, there's no victims in a marriage. There's mm-hmm. volunteers. And it usually is an evolving process. So it's not a real quick, oh, it's because I did that one thing. That changed everything. Sure, it could be that dramatic of a, of a situation. But that one thing also was built up to. It wasn't just a one thing. It was a, well, I didn't speak up about that. And I didn't speak up about that. And I let that one go. And, and, and then all of a sudden, you've dug this hole, if you will, that you've created and, and you've co-created together. And so what are you contributing to the situation? And one thing that you might be contributing that you're not aware of is just your anger. And so as a spouse, I'm going to speak personally here as somebody who struggled with this very hit or miss sex drive for 14 years of my 22 year marriage. I I didn't know. I did not know what was wrong with me. I loved my husband. We had this great marriage. 
I've, I enjoyed sex. I don't think I had any religious hangups about sex. And so looking back, there were a couple different reasons. I think my sexual energy was just stuck. But And that's why I made the whole sexy marriage solution, I think, is brilliant. But when when Paul would be so frustrated, I can promise you there was nothing in me that was aroused at his anger. When he's coming on to me angry, if he starts kissing me angry, and yeah. it's so revolting, yeah. there's no chance it's going to arouse your wife and make her want you. Right. So this is this is speaking to the best in yourself. Yes. Learning how to let go of attachment to outcome and let the best in yourself operate what goes on. Cuz yeah. cuz in this couple, in this hypothetical couple we're talking about, they've got a good thing going. Mm. Except for this one area of their life. And because it's a good thing, that's part of the quandary for this husband is, well, you know, if I act like everything's good because it's good, then she'll feel no pressure to perform sexually. And right. so he's, he's well, like, well, how do I let her know that I am sexually frustrated? Listen, we're just saying it right now. If you're not having sex and you know your husband is frustrated, this is a problem. Right. So, so number one, find your strength separate from this, separate from the bedroom. Try to not manipulate an outcome. Believe for a good outcome, because I'm going to speak to the low desire spouse here for a minute. Okay. If that's all right. Go for it. Okay. So I want, I want those of you listening that have this low desire to understand this is so much more painful to your mate than you probably think, because we as women have this validation from our relationships. We have where our, our whole identity, especially when we're moms. You know, I've got four incredible kids. I'm Jordan, Kristen, and the twins' mom. Uh, I'm known as a speaker. I'm known and, uh, you know, have a lot of attention separate from being Paul's wife. In fact, even from the time we were dating, Paul used to have the identity of being Gina's boyfriend. Everywhere he went, he said, well, my name's Paul, but most people know me as Gina's boyfriend because I had this very big platform for years. Right. And so as a woman... If we think that sex is a chore, number one, we're completely robbing our husband of this strength and this confidence that we want him to find outside of us, separate from us. But it's such a God-given privilege to bring out the best in a man. This is my anti-feminist message. You know, I'm very thankful for a lot of things we've gained from a feminist movement. But I think there's no greater privilege on the planet than to be taken, metaphorically, whatever, from a man's rib and called alongside to be made a helpmeet for him and to make to be able to look at a guy and say, you know what, you are going to reach your God-given potential because I'm right here by your side. And to take that point of view and to know you're going to be a hundred times better off because I'm your woman. I love you emotionally. I love you materially. And I love your body. I love you sexually. And to open up and to love him, this incredible pleasure is your reward. It's not like you have to, it's not like we're called to do some helpful thing that is miserable. If we'll relax into this lover of ours, this reward is indescribable pleasure. And so I'm, I just want to ask these wives and as your girlfriend, I will be your best friend in this space to tell you to open your eyes and look differently at what, 
power we have. It's because women, we're aware of this power. Mm -hmm. And to be able to use it to manipulate and get what we want and, and cause pain, for some women, that's how they use this power because of a bad history. For others, there's just this apathy of, well, get it over with, whatever. Right. So I would ask for that heart to be opened and to say, you know, I don't know what's going on with my sex drive, but if it matters to my husband, it's worth having uncomfortable conversations and finding a solution together. So, all right, that's a great conversation to a woman that's listening to us. I know. And that is interested in that and is open to that. And the fact that they're right. open to that, tremendous changes are just around the corner. I'm certain I'm of that. I am certain as well. And you know what fear I have, don't you? Uh, well, I think that's where I'm heading is yeah. what about it's the husband that's listening. No way the wife is going to. What do we say to him? I mean, because it does, it presents that problem of if the sex that's going on is basically mercy sex, mm-hmm. which is just the way I think of mercy sex, it's that whole... I'm going to give you sex to shut you up and get you off my back for a little while. I would think as a man that'd be more humiliating than just doing, I'd just go do it by myself. If I were a husband in that situation. Yeah, I think I think you reach a point where your integrity will stand up and you start to say, no, this is not what I'm looking for. I don't want, I, I don't want a receptacle. You know, I, know. I, I want a partner. I want a lover. I want another human being. I want that touch, that connection. But, you know, sometimes mercy sex is going to be a part of marriage. I think that's a reality. That, and some of that just falls into that whole idea of, you know, they're not as interested in sex, but they're willing to be a participant in it. It's not going to be full on engaged through the roof, hanging, you know, swinging from chandeliers, see fireworks. But it's, it's still okay sex. You know, because there are some, I think in the Sexy Summit series, Joe right. Beam even talks about that on, right. you know, sometimes mercy sex is good enough sex. And, and you have to ask yourself and be okay with that. If that's all you're getting, though, that's a different story. I know. And it still means as a wife that you're open to that because you love this person. We are talking about love and sex, not just sex. Right. Well, this is why we believe in marriage and, and part of why we believe that the best sex is in marriage. So are we going to say that this woman's not listening at all? And then what is in, what's his role? Yeah, because I, I think one of the scenarios that's going to be very common, and I've, I've run, in this, run into this with simple marriage, is mm-hmm. I'll write an article that's geared towards one or the other gender. And the reader will be the one gender it's not geared towards. And they're like, exactly. this is fabulous. This is How right on the money. money. How do I get them to read it? Because it's the same It's the same scenario here. You know, emails are coming in to us daily exactly. on, hey, this is an issue. We don't know if the spouse is listening. We don't know if, if they could say, hey, let's just put this on together while we're driving somewhere. I want you to hear mm-hmm. this. Or if it's just I'm the only one that listens to it and I relay the information. Or I'm in my own world in this. They have no interest. I but, would hope that our show is safe enough or, you know, that they could say, hey, I found these guys that talk about it. It's not very threatening. But that is an option to say I'd love for you to listen. Sure. But, again, we've I think we talked just two weeks ago about – Okay, so my mate's listening when nothing's changing. So we understand that is a, yeah, 
Yeah, that's a reality because you're going to be into things more. That, that's that high desire, sure. low desire thing again. Of, I sure. want to be better in this area of my life. It doesn't mean my wife doesn't want to be better in this area of my life. She just doesn't t- have the same desire level I do in it. So yeah, therefore, you it's men- on me to take care of the lead in that. I know. And you mentioned somebody asking you, how do I get somebody to read this email? And you said, well, just send it and say, I'd like if you read this. Yeah. And I remember I read some email that day and I thought, oh, I'd like for Paul to read this. I don't even remember what it was about. Something about having planning fun stuff together or something. I never heard one comment. I've, I've totally forgot till just now to bring it up. <laughs> hey, did you read that fun email? Were there any ideas? So you might not get any response. Sure, you may not. And that's not the point, I don't think. I don't think the point is necessarily to bring about a deep, heartfelt connection conversation. I think right. you want to work towards that, but that's an attachment to an outcome. It is, and we talk about that a lot, yeah. how to have these conversations. It's more... I have something that I thought I came across that I thought was really cool. So I'll mm-hmm. send it along. Because if nothing else, you're putting a little bit of subtle pressure, which mm-hmm. pressure is a part of a relationship. It's not a manipulation. It's just a natural pressure that's there. You're putting a subtle pressure of this is me. This is who I am. This is what I'm interested in. This is where I'm heading. I hope you're on board. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, kind of that, it's kind of that idea of I'm letting you know. In my own way, this is a priority. This is important to me. And so, you know, if I get a if I get a series of emails from Pam, my wife, over all of a sudden now she's into cross stitching, which she's not. I'm just going hypothetical. <laughs> that you know, all of a sudden she's just sending me these subtle things of, hey, did you see this great cross stitch pattern? And hey, did you see, you know, all those kinds of things? I'm getting a pretty clear picture of who she is and who she wants to become. And so now I have to then decide, well, what do I want to do about that? It may not impact my life at all, but it may. Well, the problem with these husbands, though, is they've made this clear and they've been clearly told you should not, you should not make this issue. Stop pressuring me. Okay. Because it is an issue. It is an issue that involves two of them to be fulfilled. Yeah, unlike cross-stitching, my friend. Well, I realized right when I started the analogy that it wasn't going to work. A better one would have been school. All of a sudden, she starts sending me emails about, hey, I'm thinking of going back to school. That's going to dramatically impact me because of time oh. away, uh-huh. it, you know, struggle of learn, her learning new things, and that changes me and challenges me and, you know, all those kinds of things. So This is still very unique because yes, it, is. it is our most intimate space, yes, and you're is. right, it it involves this and it, mate. And if you're going to honor your marriage the way we think you should honor it, all your energy stays in that marriage. All your sexual energy stays in that relationship. And we are not denying that you probably have plenty of opportunity to take that outside. We understand that. Right. Right. And so, but we don't want to advocate that. No, absolutely not. Which means that you want that clearly communicated to your mate that this marriage is so precious to me and you are precious to me. And I think we can take it even higher. So speak to that issue though, about what kind of meaning does that fit? What kind of meaning he applies to? Well, okay. Yeah. Some of it goes to what kind of meaning you place on whatever interlude you're looking for, Mm -hmm. because sex changes according to experience in the sense of each time you get together it's very likely you're not seeking the same thing every time you seek sex you know but but once we have really great sex 
consistently, it's so much easier because we will just seek this connection and we'll know that it's a positive encounter. Sure. So we want that as a goal that you'll understand this ship is going to turn. Yeah, and, and, and I get that. I'm just talking about the idea that, you know, even in my marriage, mm-hmm. I think of there are times where I will bring up the topic of sex with my wife Sometimes it's just because we hadn't seen each other in a while, and I just want to have sex with her. Right. It's not I want that deep, long, unfolding, romantic connection. I just want sex. I just want sex with her. you know. Mm-hmm. And But if I'm obvious about that, sometimes when we're talking and it's unfolding, then she can know, oh, I can, I can sign on for that. I thought you were right. talking about a three-hour long, let's really build a fire and <laughs> have a nice dinner, and, and I'm just tired, honey, and I don't want to go that long, you know. So right. that's a different ball game. So it's kind of learning the different what, what, what you're seeking, what you're looking for, you know, because it could just be, hey, honey, I'm interested in some release tonight. You interested? Well, no, I'm not interested in sex, but I'll help you out. You know, that's a different ball game too. That's still part of a component of a sex life and, and a sexual marriage. Yeah, so, we would like for that to get where that's an easy conversation and it's fun. And well, it's you've not got, always an easy conversation, even when things are wide open between you. But uh, it is one of those that it, you, you it, grow towards those things. You know, you grow towards being more open about things. And it's not just all of a sudden I kick the door down and everything. <laughs> Here you go. Right. But the more I can understand, this speak back to the guy, the more you can understand what it is you're looking for, the more clear you can seek what you're looking for. And the more willing you can be to maybe not get it, but settle for close to, knowing that it's working towards the right direction, knowing that the system will work its way out, that the pressure that's inherently involved in every situation will work towards your favor if you're working, in, if you're working from the best in you. Right. So if that means that you're going to get mercy sex for a while, try to just make it better than it was before. Maybe, yeah, try something different during it. Right. Slow down. Don't just, right. uh, you know, engage her. Have a conversation. I think so. Try something different. Pull yeah. her on top. I would assume most mercy sex is not her on top. Oh, really? I mean, well, I don't. it seems to me a woman's got to be a little more engaged in the process if she's going to be on top. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, that's just my thought. That mercy sex to me is she's laying there. She's laying there reading the paper. Oh, you know, <laughs> not not really that, that extreme, but you know, she's just she's up miles away, and she's just laying there. So if you change positions to where she has to be physically involved and move to be part of the process. That will engage her body and her mind more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I, mean, I just it makes me so sad to think somebody not enjoying that. But you're right. But it's a reality. It, it is a reality. It's a reality and because so, you have things so, that have have caused these hangups and baggage and labels and all these different things that have been placed in somebody's psyche, if you will. Right, for, and for there's their, fatigue. For their life, yeah, and then and then there's just life getting in the way. Right. Right. So, you know, one of the things here, tell me if this analogy works and this is still on the topic of sex. We're not going cross stitching this time. Okay, cool. Um, 
one of the issues I've had in my marriage, and I'll just go f- full on personal, is I've I've wanted my wife to up the initiation level in sex. I want her to take more charge of initiating it. And what I've had to learn is she does initiate more than I thought. I've always looked for her to initiate it as in she comes, grabs my hand, and takes me to the bedroom. Or she comes right up and just starts getting all over me right then and there. Or, you know, it's real overt, in-your-face initiation. That's what I've always been looking for, and I've been disappointed because it wasn't coming there. Well, did you tell her that, though? Well, I've mentioned it at times. Okay. but, But it's still... You know, there's times where, you know, it, it just goes up against who someone is and they're not quite right. there. And right. that's fine. Because when I started realizing she is initiating, she yeah. is doing subtle little things that are saying, hey, what do you yeah. think? You know, and it's yeah, real. I'm open. She's saying she's open. Yeah, it's real subtle. And, right. it, and it could just be a blatant, you know, the kids are up, we're home, we're, we're finishing dinner, we're putting up the dishes. And she's leaning over in front of me to put away things, giving me a right. great shot down her shirt. And it, and she's doing it intentionally. That's an initiation right. of sex. That's, that's an initiation of, it may not be intercourse sex. It, it's just an initiation of her sexuality engaging with mine. And it's so me opening myself up to realizing, yes, yeah, she is more interested in it. She is sending some of those things. Dramatically changed the way I viewed my role of initiating or not. My role you of taking the lead. You weren't or this not. poor, poor Corey never gets any. Yeah, I wasn't, you know, because yeah. we were having sex. It's just, I felt like 100% of the time it was on me to start it. <laughs> but reality is, no, she was starting some. And it seems like, you know, every couple's going to find that level where it's somebody's responsibility to do something. And then it's somebody's responsibility to take the reins from there. And then it's somebody's responsibility to go from there. And, it, you know, <laughs> and it, that's just the way the scripts unfold when it comes to our sex life. That's just the way we are as humans. And so one of the things I think we're talking about here with the idea of mercy sex is should you settle for mercy sex or not? Well, okay, what if you settled for mercy sex to start? Right. But during it, change it up a little bit. I, I think that's good Throw counsel. a curveball. <laughs> in there you know (laughs) change it up and just try something different and it doesn't have to be as big a move of look if you're not into this i don't want it yeah it could just be hey what if we take this over to the shower or hey what if we move to the floor or what if we go to the dining room table or the car or you know whatever i mean Mm -hmm. the roof it doesn't you know just let your imagination go wild but don't go way over the top because you know they're probably not going to be into that if they're not if they're not into sex in itself you know don't go way over the top with hey i want to go to a movie theater and have sex with the whole people all around <laughs> well they're, if they're just doing mercy sex i can almost guarantee they're not interested in that <laughs> but maybe there's a risky side of them that they haven't opened up yet i don't know but it is one of those you know do a real subtle shift just try something slightly different. Change positions, mm-hmm. slow down, talk during right. it, engage their mind. I mean, how about this? Let's go graphic for a second. You're having sex. You're having intercourse. Stay in her and have a conversation. Not about sex, just a connection with her mind. If she's not in there, if she's not in, in it anyway, what's the difference? 
I'm trying to think what would be enticing to her. It means you've got to know her. You yes. have to be interested in in your woman to 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 go there. And that's what we're saying. Just press press the boundaries from a place of your strength and your confidence uh, from a non-victimhood place that really really believes that a, a bright future is at hand. Yeah. Yeah, and that's Let's wrap it up with this, mm -hmm. because largely when you're talking about mercy sex, it's a catch 22 for both of them. Mm -hmm. You know, she yeah. has to address some major things or possibly risk losing her spouse. That that's that. Let's go harsh. I mean, that's a real harsh reality, but it could happen. He has to decide, will I settle for it or not have sex? So if you go real extreme, that's kind of what right. we're talking about. Right. And what comes to my mind is as the masculine, the masculine's role is to penetrate the world, to penetrate his woman, to penetrate the feminine, if you will. He can do that in his love and his power that will open her up to areas she maybe was, didn't realize she had. That will awaken some things in her that you've talked about, Gina, of mm -hmm. Why am I not into this? And you feel guilty and you feel frustrated. And I'm willing to bet that the change that came about for you wasn't just a, a matter of you all of a sudden just decided, oh, okay, I'm an, that's enough. I'm changing things. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to really transform myself. It also was coaxed along by Paul engaging you. Yeah, he, and, he engaged and he relinquished whatever yeah, and, he and, was trying to manipulate. And, and, right. and penetrated you, if you will. Absolutely. And so we speak to that woman, the same kind of beauty as a woman to, to be open, to be receptive, to be seductive, and to bring out the very best. To, because together, side by side, there is no relationship on the planet that is so erotic, compassionate, empathetic, yeah. beautiful. And so we want that for you and we want you to want that for each other. Right. And so if you are involved with mercy sex and that's a predominant form of sex in your marriage, if not all the, the sex in your mm -hmm. marriage, what I think can happen is if you will subtly shift some things up, yeah, not beforehand, but during and see what happens. <laughs> Beforehand, it will be mentally, so sure, yeah. all the way around. Yeah, you want to you want to try to work. I mean, go back to the show on the big O that we did for the mm -hmm. female orgasm, and and you want to work to engage her mind because that will make her more receptive and more open down the road. But even during, because you have a partner that is at least willing to provide that for you, they're right. willing to provide mercy sex for you, which that in I of think itself that's is something. Yeah, that's something. Like you can't yeah. just discount that. But if you subtle, subtly shift some things, it's going to demand more of you, but it's going to demand more of them. Because that's how it works. And then who knows what happens? Who knows what, what that brings about? And if it does come about and brings fireworks, we want to know. We want to hear from you. <laughs> we, you don't have to give us details, but we want to hear that it worked. Because it's worked in our marriages. Yeah, yeah. and we love those emails when yeah. people say, oh, my gosh. I had the best orgasm ever. I had the, we had the best connection ever. Yeah. So go for it. Come see us at sexymarriageradio.com. We've got resources. We've, we've got more stuff. We believe in you. So, so change it up. Be confident and be in love. 
and just, yeah, be present. And as as the masculine, if if it's the male or even the female, sometimes that, that right. that's part of it. Penetrate your world, penetrate your partner, and let them open themselves to you. I mean, because it's it's it takes two to tango. So it's not you don't you're not powerless to have to sit back and wait. You can try some things and up the ante a little bit and change some things and see what happens. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This is Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh-huh. Uh, we want to hear from you. Find us at sexymarriageradio.com. And give us your thoughts. We will see you again next time. You bet. Bye-bye, everybody.